Welcome to the Seeds of Light, Astrology Hub show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm your host, Anna Zaharia, and I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, and columnist for the Yoga Journal, Cameron Allen. Thank you for being here, Cameron. Hey, Anna. Thank you for being here, and thank you for having me again. I'm excited to talk about the first water sign. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so glad to be back here with you every single time. When we get on to do this series, um, I get a little giddier, and it's just been so fun to explore the zodiac signs with you through your particular lens and, of course, thinking about the kids specifically. Mm -hmm. So thank you again for being here. And, yes, I remember when we talked last time, I was like, which do you want to go with next time, earth or water? And you're, you're like, hands down, water. I absolutely love the water signs. So we definitely have um, extra enthusiasm for the water signs. My little dude is a cancer, so I'm particularly <laughs> excited about today's episode as well. So we're back here um, continuing our series on how to support your child based on their zodiac sign. And today we are talking about supporting your cancer child now and always. So Cameron... What is the highest, purest expression of cancer? So <clears throat> the highest, purest expression of cancer, I would say, is the archetypal mother or like the nurturer, you know? I think that is the highest expression. Also, when I think of it, I think of like the way that the Egyptians revered <clears throat> the Nile and like how the Nile, like, and that goes back to nourishment as well. Like the Nile River, that's actually when like, the new year started for them, right? It was giving birth to the new year because it was like bringing forth life through its nourishing waters. So mm -hmm. I think that is the highest expression and the most majestic expression of cancer for sure. Wow, that's a beautiful image. Mm -hmm. So how would you encourage that expression in a child? Uh, see, I thought about that. You know, this is the first time I like really <laughs> thought about like the follow-up on that in there's so many, you know, I feel like feeling into it and being with, you know, being with it in a way that as a parent, I feel like it, it you just have to really feel into it, you know, and it's so that's going to look so different for everybody because everybody's emotionality is different. So I really feel like asking questions obviously is always good, but just like really, really, really feeling what would make this thing more juicy. I don't know. That's like, that's what it always like feels like for me, like when I want to nourish or nurture somebody, I'm just like, what would make this feel more juicy or what would make that thing grow and blossom? Right. So like cultivation. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really have a, like a direct answer. It's just like, you got to feel into it because everything is so different. You know, every identity needs a specific type of cultivation and nurturing, just like mm -hmm. plants. That's what I always think about. Like, how do we nourish plants? And it's like, well, this one wants this much sunlight. This one wants this. This one wants that. So I think attuning to that is like the first orientation that I would take personally. What do you think? For sure. I, I love that you brought in that nurturing is so um, individualized. Mm -hmm. Each plant and each being needs specific things in order to feel nurtured. In fact, I was just having 
a conversation with Amanda and Erica from our team on Clubhouse. We're doing a new little experiment over there and just having um, astrological conversations as a team. And I was talking about my Aries moon and how it's kind of weird to think that part of what nourishes me is to push myself beyond my comfort zone. <laughs> because you wouldn't naturally think of that as something nurturing to do. Mm -hmm. But yes, I absolutely love that you brought in the, the specificity and the um, attunement that's necessary in order to really know what nurturing means for each being. And so mm -hmm. I guess I want to back up a little bit because you said that basically cancer in its highest expression is the mother. So tell me more about the mother. What does mother mean to you obviously nurturing is a really big piece of it but what else yeah so i when i think whenever i think of mother i do think of nurturing and nourishing and, and cultivating and yeah that's that's really that's what i feel into the most and i guess over the like the last few years i've been filling in more into like the archetypes of like father and mother so yeah, I'm still, I feel like I'm still in that space. So I really just go with like cultivation, caring for, nourishing. Um, yeah, that is really where I like right now. I feel like that is, I feel like that's the only thing that I feel right now is like true, true. And then now I'm still like allowing myself to like go into like the different ways that, you know, the energy of the mother can, can present itself. But because there's some there's so many type of archetypal mothers. Like I think of like when like animals when they're like barking, like essentially barking at their children because they're being motherly and like so protection is one, you know. And then also, yeah, I think of like the barking part of it, and I think of like how the archetypal mother could be like overprotective, so it can be like kind of like a spilling, and just like I feel this way, so you got to feel that way, like even if that's not the highest expression of it necessarily, but those are the things I, I think about and feel into, but I'm still in process with it. I feel like. Okay, great. So what are some of the other key qualities that we might see in our cancer children? Sensitivity is the first one I would say for sure. You know, just being like very sensitive, which I like the word attunement, but also sensitivity is just like, being affected by things really easily that's something that comes up a lot you know and also there's this, in evolutionary astrology cancer is about like the emotional identification that one has with themselves so it's like the way that they feel about themselves and the way that they the way that they project out and see the world so they feel the way in here and that's like they want the world to look that way so they can feel nourished and they're like sensitive to that like, I want to feel this way in the world ideally would look like how I want it to look so that I can feel safe and secure. So that's another thing, like safety and security are really important. You know, that's really, really, really important. Um, and also, I feel like it's important with a cancer child to know that we aren't our feelings, but our feelings can tell us who we are at the same time. Like, I'm not my feelings, but... I feel this. And it's like, why do I feel that? It's like, because inside of me, I think this is true. Right. So I think that's an important dynamic to be mindful of as well. Yeah. 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 
so those are some those are some qualities that like I feel like are really important. Yeah. Mm. But sensitivity is the one thing that I always like whenever I think of cancer, I just always think of sensitivity and not even in necessarily like a, a good or a bad way, just like sensitivity. And is there you mentioned this like inner world of of feelings um, and wanting to have that out in the world. Is that a creative process? Is that like a co-creative process with the world, like the pictures happening inside and so you know what to create outside that's going to feel good to you? Yeah, I, I think that's a big thing because I even I just – thinking about like what I, I like had wrote some notes right before we got on. And it's like teaching uh, a cancer child, like what feels nourishing in like knowing in like being able to express to them, Hey, you might with what they do call out picturing. Right. So we out picture what we think is nourishing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we like grab on too tight to like what is what we think is supposed to look like. And if it doesn't look that way, then we don't feel safe. We don't feel secure and we don't feel nourished. So just being able to like explain that dynamic to children is really, 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 really important. It's like, and teaching them like what really feels nourishing for you inside of yourself and trying to like establish that. What feels really good for you? What feels really good for you? And how can you feel that or evoke that energy and motion in your body, right? The emotion in your body. How can you make your your body and yourself feel that way so that you won't have to necessarily rely on the outpicturing of it, right? The outpicturing is beautiful and perfect, and we're going to do that anyway. So it's not even like a negation of it. It's just like being able to feel it from within ourselves, especially in the day and times, in days and times that we're in where we're not necessarily like in community settings where like everybody's just really getting cared for and loved on in the way that maybe once happened, I think that's really important that we empower ourselves in that way. Because if not, then yeah, there's this dynamic of the cancer energy where on one side, the cancer energy spills out everywhere. And on the other side, it's so emotional and, and, and frightful that it just gets stagnant. The water gets stagnant. So being mindful that the cancer energy is also, it's a cardinal water sign. So that in that that water needs to be moving and flowing. There needs to be a steady flow. So yeah, I feel this way and that hurt my feelings. And, and now I'm going to go over here because now I allow the energy to move, the energy's in motion, and now it's going to keep moving. So yeah. Okay. So you touched on a few really great <laughs> points there. One of them was to make sure that you're not getting stuck in any one emotion. If you have really strong cancer energy or if you have a cancer child or your cancer child has strong cancer placements, you'll want to watch for getting um, stuck in a particular emotion or particular hurt and making sure that those feelings are moving through, being expressed, staying fluid. And then there's also this idea, which actually it took me back to a hike that we were having a few months ago when you were visiting here in the Bay and we were talking about the same concept of tuning into desire mm -hmm. and then 
going deep to have an exploratory process of what that desire is actually telling us because usually there's a picture attached to the desire but then there's there's a bigger kind of anchoring uh, sensation or quality of life that we're trying to bring, bring through through that picture so it's kind of a, a process of communication that we're having when we have a desire for at the time i remember i gave you an example of like wanting to do something in the house and get new curtains and i was telling you that i was using that desire to beautify my home with curtains to then go within and explore what is that going to provide me and what would that feel like mm -hmm. to have curtains right yeah and for me, I found out, you know, that it was about bringing in more feminine energy, more softness, um, taking away some of the harsh light, right? So just making the environment more comfortable and more beautiful. And then the next part of the process is going even deeper and figuring out where that already lives in me. And of course, this is going to be harder to do with kids, but I think it's a fun process to kind of just open them up to. It's like, yes, you want that ice cream. <laughs> I hear that you want that ice cream. But let's play for a second and tune in and think about how that ice cream is going to make you feel. What is it that you're looking for from that ice cream? So that's part of what I'm hearing you say when, when you're saying that it's important for us um, as a culture. You know, it, it doesn't just stop at cancer, but I can see how cancer kind of holds this as a, as a pattern. But getting attached to the image of what it is that we want rather than going deep to find out what it is underneath that's driving that picture. And then if we're tuning into that piece that's underneath, then we can open up to way more possibilities for how we can actually attain that. It might be in a very unexpected way, or it might be in a way that's way more aligned, that's going to be way more beneficial. Like there might be a, something better that we could have instead of ice cream to get that sweetness and that comfort, or maybe the, the energy pick me up or, you know, whatever it is that's underneath. So yeah. um, a little bit of a sidetrack there, but I think it's super important. And I've seen it with m my own son that he does. He holds on to pictures like, oh, I want to go back to that playground because it felt like this. Mm -hmm. and so we need to relive that. And so I can see that I'm going into another attribute here that we often see with cancer signs. Is there anything else that you would want to add to some of the key attributes for cancer? Yeah, and I want to speak a little bit about what you were saying too, and and something that was brought up a second ago about like also so it was like somebody if somebody has like highlighted cancer placements, they're going to be ruled by the moon more. So and the moon is always moving, right? So just like teaching the 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 need to like always being able to flow with things and keep things moving, you know, I think that's really 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 important because the waters don't need to get stagnant. I think that's important. Um, and also a feel wheel. I think we might have talked about this with another sign, but 
Yeah, it's just like getting getting a wheel that like shows all the feelings and emotions so that a child can learn how to like identify what they're feeling and be very specific about it. Hmm. So I think a feel wheel is just like a really, really great tool for a cancer to have. Um, yeah, I think, and, and also just like knowing and always like validating, like it's okay to feel that way. You know, even if we come with the and also after it and also it's not happening, but like, it's okay to feel that way because yeah, this world might not validate that. So we just, yeah, I think that's really, really important. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say, but no really other things. I think interpretive dancing is important with cancer children too, though. Mm -hmm. Being able to move how you feel, like with your physical body, like how you're feeling, being able to move with that. I think it's really important. It just makes the connection between the physical body and the emotions more tangible. Yeah. And, and then the last thing too right here is... Um, Knowing that we're like you're when you have a cancer child or when you're nurturing anything really in truth, you're cultivating it, right? So it's like when we put a seed in the ground, we're not thinking that a sprout is going to come out tomorrow necessarily, right? It's like, or it's not going to flower tomorrow. So knowing that we're just cultivating something, so we're not necessarily even like looking for the result of them look seeming like they're emotionally super emotionally mature at like the age of like seven, right? It's like that can happen for sure. But what we're doing is cultivating something. So knowing that might show up later in life, that's important to remember because yeah, it's just important to remember. Mm. Yeah. That's important to remember with all of our kids. Children. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> And with our, with our inner selves, big time too, yeah. Yeah, where cancer is at in your child's house, you can apply that as well. Like where things can be cultivated and then you're just, like, you're just planting seeds so it can be cultivated mm -hmm. over time. Yeah. Beautiful. Are there any other challenges or practical solutions that we want to keep in mind with cancer yeah i remember i was just talking to jamie like so the rhythms and cycles like when you are like you can follow the moon especially if they're like if their ascendant is cancer if the sun is cancer or if the moon is in cancer i mean if there's a lot of placements in cancer that's still important but i feel like this technique might not be as fruitful as specifically the sun moon or rising sign being in cancer like following the moon and being able to track their patterns you know it's like do they act like this when the moon is in leo and is that something that you can pick up on even though it seems like their emotions are always changing they're actually could always honestly always be the same they're just always the same when they're in these different places in their chart mm -hmm. and if you can pick up on that oh my gosh like you could find so many more solutions to what's going on and not only can you find solutions you can help help them through that easier. And also you can feel more nourished and calm in like in interfacing with that. So I think that's important too. Mm. Yes. It, uh, cancer is very different than most of the other signs. Like I don't even think that we could go into what's happening for this sign right now because the moon moves every 
two and a half days into a new sign. And with the moon being the planetary ruler for cancer, it's, it's just always going to be changing and, and encouraging that fluidity that you were talking about. Is there anything that we should be looking out for particularly right now? Yeah, as far as transits go, you know, I would, I personally, when it comes to like working with cancer energy, because the moon does move so much, I tend to look towards the outer planets in the nodes. Mm -hmm. And when I look to them, I'm not looking at them and like looking for specific things at all because the fact that they move so slowly. So it's just like looking at, not even necessarily looking at them, feeling into them over time and seeing how it is or it isn't applicable, you know, which is really simple because we don't have to make up what that means or you know and obviously the the planets have their significations already but i just feel like when it comes to outer planets and the moon and stuff like that just feeling into that can like be really really big on honestly too just like when the moon goes over outer planets too sometimes it like someone will reveal their unconscious emotions to you hmm. that's something really big that i find you know which can be it could be huge right like like everything seems like it's okay. And then the moon goes over Uranus and somebody like kind of lashes out or they like, get like erratic and they do something. And it's like, wait, that was, you know, sometimes people are like, that wasn't like you. But like, it's like, but when the moon goes over that one place, the outer planet in their chart, they act like that. And they've done that six times now. Like in the last year, they did that six times. So it's like, that is something that is in them. And it's just like underneath the surface. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that I find to be like amazing for people just like revealing what's the unconscious processes they might not be revealing on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, we recently had a moon Uranus aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, moon Uranus. Yeah, moon, moon Uranus. And then I think moon, the next the the full moon in Scorpio, I think it's gonna be like really in like pretty strong relationship with Uranus opposing it too, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And do you have uh off the top of your head when the full moon in Scorpio is gonna be? No, I don't remember right now. Oh it should be in about two weeks. We just recently had a new moon a little less than two weeks from now. So for all of you listening, maybe look out for that full moon. And yeah. take note. Yeah, full moons and new moons are also important when it comes to cancer energy. Just feeling into that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I am going to go into a little bit of a summary. The highest expression of cancer is the mother archetype. Also, this beautiful picture of the Nile, which mm. is this gorgeous, nourishing river that would flow through Egypt and basically help feed the land and then feed the people. Mm -hmm. um, so when, when we think about cancer, we think about these qualities of nurturing, cultivating, protection. There's a lot of sensitivity there. There's big need for safety and security. And there's a tendency to hold on to pictures for what they think might will feel good or will help them feel safe. 
So part of our work as parents, if we're nurturing our cancer children, is helping them tune into some of the feelings that might be underneath those pictures and helping them flow and not get super stuck on things needing to look a certain way, but also being in co-creative process with the child and the pictures that they're holding on to because there there's a reason for that too. So just overall encouraging uh, communication around the feelings that are underneath because there with the heightened sensitivity there can be a tendency to hold on to hurts or to hold on to when they felt safe to want to have that safety again in times where they might be stressed right and i love that you brought on up uh getting a feel wheel i'm, I'm gonna need to do that like asap when my son was in the hospital, they actually, they had like a little like pain meter or like, how are you feeling meter? And I just remember being kind of surprised that he could always just like point right away. Like that's the one that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he really responded really well to it. And uh, we could get creative and create our own as well. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that idea. It's just such an easy, practical way to bring in awareness around feelings. And and then there's also the importance of just reassurance that it's okay to be feeling what you're feeling and just affirming. I mean, overall, as a culture, we really need that kind of nurturing for all of our people, just affirming that your feelings are okay. You know, most of us don't grow up that way, but it, it's an important process. It, it's an important affirmation that we need to receive early on in life and later on in life when we're trying to re-nurture ourselves in order to maintain or cultivate our connection with ourselves so, so that we can trust ourselves and, and our intuition and our guidance. And you also brought in this cool idea of moving how you feel. Uh, interpretive dance. <laughs> so that's a really fun one to bring in. Um, some really great tools here. Is there anything else you want to add to our cancer conversation? Yeah, it's, you know, so I, there's a retrospective tool that I've used on my, for myself and with others is like also reminding whatever we're cultivating or, or our child reminding our child that like all your emotions aren't true. They're just not, you know, um, just even the nature of how the moon moves, like in and of itself, our emotions aren't just, they're just not always true. They're not always real, but they're always valid. Right. And, and mm -hmm. I say specifically using this as a retroactive tool, right? Because when somebody's in their emotionality, when someone's in their feeling, Nobody want to hear. Nobody wants to hear that, really. You know, and obviously, you know your child, so do it in the way that feels true and aligned for you. However, I like to use it like retrospectively. Like, hey, remember, remember that one time we talked about this, and you felt that way, and then you felt differently after it. Like, so I hear you, and I and I feel you, and I'm with you, and also, you know, maybe that'll change, or like, it's just it helps people 
be able to not be so excessively emotionally attached with things, right? Because it's like, it's healthy to have emotional attachment, but like when we're like grasping so much that it like actually drains us and that goes into the nodes and stuff like that too. But yeah, so it's like, we just don't want to over identify with things so much that we're spilling and leaking our energy everywhere because that can create, yeah, a leakage of energy. And, and over time that really can become problematic for us. And we're not often taught that. And I'll even say a little more. So if you think of cancer as like nourishment and like moisture and then Saturn is like dryness, right? So it's like over time we tend to, with our emotionality, we will either it'll get stagnant or it'll spill. And as we continue to do that over time, we dry up Saturn, mm. right? So just being mindful that time isn't drying us up with the Saturn energy. And actually we're like using Saturn to contain the moisture, to contain the nourishment. So yeah, that too. There's a great quote that I love from a practitioner I used to work with a lot. He used to say, feel it, don't believe it. So fully feel what you're feeling, but don't believe that that's what you are and don't believe that story. Allow it to move through you, acknowledge it, but don't create a story about it. Totally. And don't create a story about yourself through it. Because sometimes we might just be, as you're, as you're bringing up with sensitivity, we might just be feeling somebody else's thing. We, we might be feeling some old karmic thing that's coming through and moving through us to be released or, or through our kids. I mean, our kids can really, you know, they're really open. So uh, I think that's a wonderful thing to bring in, is just making sure that they know that what they're feeling is not who they are and that they don't need to stay attached to it. And yeah. So thank you so much for bringing that final piece. It's really important. Thank you so much, Cameron. Yeah. Thank you. For all of you, if you love Cameron's approach to the Zodiac signs, we have a whole course on health secrets of the Zodiac where Cameron goes through each of the signs and their archetypes and what they each need um, to feel nurtured and to feel at their best and the correspondences that they have in nature. And you just really get to learn about the essence of each sign, which is just such a wonderful foundational course Mm -hmm. that comes through in Cameron's unique uh, way of bringing in all, all of his specialties with herbalism and his devotion to nature and his Reiki practice is just really beautiful. I absolutely love the course. And for those of you that don't already have your free PDF guide to your moon's sign, your child's moon sign, you can get that at astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign and you'll receive helpful insights on how to uniquely support and nurture your child based on their moon sign. Obviously, it's very relevant today. And I just want to thank all of you for tuning in. If you found this helpful, please make sure to like it. Please leave a comment. Share it with a friend that could benefit from the show as well. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast and our channel. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific for a special conversation with Mark Jones on the benefits of using astrology as parents. And 
We'll be back again live with Cameron two weeks from now, and we'll be talking about Pisces. Remember, when we change the way that we raise our kids, we change the world. See you next time.